0: Welcome to the Uncle Teal Football Show. My name is Miles. The Kansas City Chiefs go to 4 and 1, defeating the Las Vegas Raiders who go to 1 and 4. 30 to 29 with a lot to talk about here. Uh, the Raiders actually started this game with a statement. You know, Josh Jacobs was running hard. Devontae Adams is running free. Both of them looking so strong. They built a 17 to nothing lead against the Pat Mahomes, Andy Reid Chiefs who have hosted the AFC title game four years in a row. Then the Raiders need this game. And Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams are giving it to him. It was something special. Where did this Josh Jacobs coming from, come from? He's running like a madman. Fantasy football players everywhere. I, I call on you. This is not the same guy as 2018 Josh Jacobs, 2019 Josh Jacobs, 2020 Josh Jacobs, 2021. We know, that, we know Josh Jacobs. Who is this guy? <laughs> Who is this guy? And Devontae Adams looking great as a centerpiece. That bomb on fourth and one catches for the first touchdown. Um, Then, you know, as the subject of some pass interference calls, the Derek Carr pitifully underthrown pass interference um, special. Um, But the Chiefs came back. And so they 17-7. And then we got to talk about the roughing the passer call here before the half. Chris Jones breaks he comes in the back of Derek Carr strips the ball, actually has the ball braces himself with his left arm to not put his weight on the quarterback gets called for roughing the passer. That will be one of the headlines of the night. Um, you know, it, it really did change the game, you know, either a six or a 10 point swing at the end of the first half there. Cause Jones had the ball. He had the ball and that just, you know, combined with the Grady Jarrett play yesterday on Tom Brady, we're feeling it. Adam Schefter, of all people, said it best. He said, nobody thought that was roughing the passer except for the referee on the field. There's a whole world watching on TV. Why can't there just be somebody radioing into the refs saying, don't do it? You you can't see it right now, but just don't do this. Trust me. <sighs> You know, it was a bad call, a really bad call. And my cynical view is this. After the Tua stuff last week where we went into the fencing response, the NFL is trying to placate, make it look like they're so safe with quarterbacks and it couldn't have possibly, look how, look how strict we are. It couldn't have been our fault. Like, no, the goal is to make the concussion tests less fakeable. <laughs> because <laughs> you're, you're phoning it in on the concussion stuff NFL it's not to just make up roughing the passer call so that you can get pressed the other way I don't know that's a cynical view that's a cynical view but the Chiefs fans are to be commended and I'm about to commend them here for their relentless incessant booing of this call as the Raiders drove and got a field goal 17 seconds left the Chiefs drive and actually get their own field goal they were relentless chanting refs you suck I love that Joe Buck kind of just went silent let that chant ring out on our TVs they were there is is even a, a certain sophistication of the booing. Not only was it hardy, not only was it full-throated booze, it was also like they would pause to cheer the defense. Oh, let's go, let's go. And they'd watch the play and then they would boo. And then the next play, they would cheer, cheer and then boo. And then when Pat Mahomes got on offense, they're quiet for the play, for the snap and stuff like that. And then they would boo. It was just like, they just would not let these refs forget it. <laughs> the whole rest of the first half It was amazing. It was truly one of the impressive uh, crowd moments of the year for me, right up there with the Broncos fans sarcastically counting down the play clock uh, to show their disapproval of Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, Yeah, and the field goal that he made, (laughs) powered by booze, as Mina Kimes put it on, on Twitter. I love that. Now, the Raiders fans, you're in a bit of a quandary here. You benefited from a BS call, just absolute BS call. And nobody hates the officials more than the Raiders. Nobody hates the NFL establishment more than the Raiders. So they're trying to defend this. Well, good news for you, Raiders fans, because then you got screwed in the second half with a holding call on defense on a field goal. That was just bizarre. The Raiders had stopped the Chiefs in the red zone. Chiefs set up for a field goal missed the field goal but a flag is thrown one of the chiefs or one of the raiders defensive linemen held in some way espn's like yeah i guess that happened they didn't even show the replay Um, you know presumably it was a bad call the internet says it's a bad call but anyway uh it wasn't to be wasn't to be the raiders Uh, just couldn't quite get a hold of hold of themselves. Travis Kelsey went ham today, seven receptions, 25 yards, four touchdowns. And I tell you, this looks good on the Travis Kelsey Hall of Fame resume because he's got plenty of playoff success, plenty of yards, way too many yards where he falls behind a bit is in touchdowns. So he needed kind of this calibration here. Travis Kelsey has three Pro Bowl seasons where he only has five touchdowns. So this attacks an area of need for him. 64 all-time touchdowns, 41 from Mahomes. But it still wasn't a steamroll by Kansas City. The Raiders came back, I thought tied it with a, with a bomb, another bomb to Devontae Adams. Adams, a sweet double move that uh, actually cooked both the corner and the Chiefs' safety at the same time. Uh, but the Raiders went for two, which is a bit strange. I still I can't quite figure that out one out uh though you know it wasn't the worst result because they didn't get it and they still had a chance to win the game at the end so you know they had a chance to get it obviously and they still had a chance to win at the end you're maximizing your chances i guess just can't quite figure it out but uh the raiders get the ball back chiefs punted when they were up one point maybe that's why just make sure that andy Reid is up one point and then he d- doesn't want to play offense and they punt it back. <laughs> I maybe that's it. But the Raiders get their chance uh, to drive down the field. They just need a field goal to win. Realistic winning opportunity here, by the way. And uh, fourth and one, they try for the glory that, that, they, that they had with the, first, um, with the first touchdown of the game. They go deep. On a fourth and one, this time Devonta Adams does not burn his guy. He is pressed. He bumps into Hunter Renfro down the field, and Kansas City wins. Oh, the Raiders needed this. I still think the Raiders can do something this year, even at one and four. I I really do. They can make a run at the six or seven seed, um, especially with the away Chiefs game is now out of the way. Uh, but it has to turn around now all right muckle football show the show is football everything nfl history legacy ups and downs of the season follow us at muk underscore football on twitter or youtube subscribe share review on apple spotify anchor wherever you get your podcasts we have shows monday after monday night football thursday after thursday night football and sunday after sunday night football and now that week five is in the books Let's talk some winners and losers. Just gonna do a, a couple of couple of winners and losers of the week. Reminder to check out our Sunday show from yesterday, where we give out the Sunday Best Awards and talk a little bit more about what happened specifically on Sunday. Who won the Lou Gehrig Award? Who won the Frodo Award? So go check that out. And then Thursday we'll be back with our second annual twenty nine point four percent spectacular. The 17-game season with no buys in the first five weeks gives us this nice spot, this nice plateau to assess the season so far and springboard to talk the rest of the 2022. And I'll have a guest, my brother Kirk, will be dropping in to review the five weeks, preview the next 12. All right, let's get to winners. (laughs) Winners. Buffalo quarterback Josh Allen in the wind. Yes, that's right. It was windy in Buffalo (laughs) during Josh Allen's 424-yard, four-touchdown performance against the Steelers. Amazing game. He now has two of the three 400-yard games of 2022. The other was the Miami loss. So in other words, it was not the Rams opener. Josh Allen is having a fantastic year. And the real tragedy to this is that it was so windy and the Steelers put up no fight or no competition that he didn't get a chance to go for the all-time passing record. He had like 350 at the half, starting with that 98-yard touchdown to Gabriel Davis. Just fantastic play from Josh Allen. Next. Patriots... Well, the Patriots in general, but I wanted to specifically call out Patriots running back Ramondre Stevenson, who who had 25 carries for 161 yards. It was just great to see. I love maybe Damian Harris. I can throw in here. He didn't have a great game. He pulled a hamstring in this game pretty early on. But the Patriots have just somewhat quietly deployed this this. Solid running back duo. I really like watching them. They, they pass the eye test for me. Of course, rave reviews from fantasy football players. The only problem with either of them is that the other exists, <laughs> right? And this game is testament to that. Harris goes out with a hamstring. Stevenson gets 161 yards. Patriots as a whole just blowing out the Lions 29 to 0. Zero. The Lions... <laughs> The Lions were scoring so many points in the first four weeks. Now they get shut out by Bill Belichick and they give up 29 points to Bill Belichick's third string quarterback, Bailey Zappi. Amazing. Life is not fair. The Lions fans don't deserve to be beaten by a plucky Patriots team. The Patriots are only two years removed from a 20-year dynasty. The Lions are in the middle of like an 80-year suffering with one playoff win in there. Ugh. It's just not fair. Remember I said when Queen Elizabeth II first ascended to the crown or whatever you say, however you say that, that's the last time the uh, the Lions had won an NFL championship, 1952. Bill Belichick's taken over the offense from Matt Patricia, who probably claims revenge against his old team, but... It's pretty clear that Belichick has taken over the offense and these running backs are looking good. The Patriots are are ground and pound and I find that kind of fun. Next winner. Taysom Hill, New Orleans kick returner punt specialist, quarterback, tight end, (laughs) fullback Just incredible. Uh, The saints scored 39 points. If you're watching red zone, uh, for a team that scored 40 points, you have no idea that the quarterback was Andy Dalton. I I didn't see any Andy Dalton (laughs) and Taysom Hill made all the big plays. He was all over the field. I got to then watch this game in full because they were playing the Seahawks and just with Sean Payton stepping away. I, I don't think anyone predicted that Taysom Hill was going to still be so relevant. Taysom Hill was seen as Sean Payton's little pet, his little pet project. So for him to still be doing this is ridiculous. 112 rushing yards, three touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns, 24 snaps at quarterback, and he mostly ran it, but he did pass it once. One pass for a 22-yard touchdown. He was returning kicks. He recovered a fumble. On a punt, Michael Dixon, what are you doing? And then, as the announcers could not get over, and I can't get over it either, Taysom Hill in at fullback, pulling and making, or tight end, where whatever you classify him on that play, pulling and making the lead block to get Kamara first down to ice the game against my Seahawks. Taysom Hill, I just throw up my hands I don't know. He's not a quarterback in this league. And maybe that has, you know, and so many of us have properly criticized Taysom Hill as a shitty quarterback. But it's just blinded us to the brilliance of Taysom Hill when he has the ball in his hand. He looks so good. All right, let's get to the losers. (laughs) Matt Rule era over in carolina he has been fired an early firing you don't always get a week five firing um because it kind of reflects poorly on the owner like what did you learn in these five weeks that you didn't know about i saw a lot of posts like oh you know the best time to fire matt rule was six months ago the second best time is today well my boss would disagree the second best time was five months ago and 29 days (laughs) The third best time was five months ago and 28 days. Just pointing it out. Semantics. But we all knew Matt Rule, or at least I knew Matt Rule was going to be fired. Um, just especially when he started giving these answers. Like, they're they're asking him about why the offense sucks and why he can't win a game unless his defense holds holds the other team to below 17 points, which is a pretty damning stat. He has like a one and twenty-five record, uh, when the other team scores more than 17 points. Which, by the way, teams score more than 17 points all the time. Uh and he essentially blamed the fans for wanting to be entertained they put too much emphasis on entertainment i know they you know you want that like well no no you don't you don't say that you don't say that like you i guess you could say that if you were winning without scoring a lot you could say it then that would be acceptable. But you don't say it as like a reason. Like, we don't really believe in scoring a lot of points because we don't we don't care about the entertainment of it. We just want to lose in peace. What, what does it even mean? The fans want entertainment of good offense. I understand that. Like, shut up. Well, now he has to shut up because he's fired. Um, I'm really interested to see what will happen here. Cause David Tepper, who is a new owner, who seems like a precocious owner, who's still going through that. That thing that some owners do when they, they make it rich in, in, in an industry, finance in this case, and you think that that makes you a genius in a different industry, in this case, football. We just haven't quite seen that, that, that fall yet. So we had this weird refusal to rebuild, right? And they overpaid Matt Rule and they just said, no, it's not a rebuild, you know? Uh, and they just did all this stuff with Teddy Bridgewater and then Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield, now I would love to see, I would find it very thrilling if we had an over-rebuild. Now they just, Caroline's just starts selling off pieces. Christian McCaffrey to the Bills. DJ Moore to the Packers. Taylor Moton tackle to the Chargers. Let's get wild with it. Let's get wild with it. All right, next loser. Uh, the Commanders. Okay, similar thing. Ron is not fired, of course, but it might be coming <laughs> maybe not in the year in the season uh dan snyder oh i'm sorry dan snyder's wife who is running day-to-day operations of the commanders and not the person who she lives with her husband on uh, multiple investigations he has nothing to do with it how could you even think that how could you even think that we'll see if dan snyder's wife Wants to make a move on Ron Rivera, but Ron Rivera had a very interesting little thing there where, where the, uh, the press asked him, uh, you know, what is the problem? You know, why, why are other teams at NFC East doing so well? And, and the commanders aren't, which is a weird question, but he, Ron Rivera, the way he answered it instantly with a one word answer quarterback. And it's just, you know, I'm no fan of Carson Wentz. You know, I mean, it was funny when he when he got to the uh, the red zone there in that game. You thought he's gonna throw a pick. <laughs> it just wasn't even a question, <laughs> and it did happen. Um, so I, I don't think Wentz has played well, and I don't agree with Alex Smith's whole thing about Wentz's stats because it's all garbage time. Uh, but I do fully agree with Alex Smith's uh, ESPN, who is now an ESPN announcer. His point that Ron Rivera, you might want to watch yourself with that because that's a dangerous game to blame the quarterback immediately and not even touch on the defense because Ron Rivera is a defensive guy, right? This can be seen as like super favoritism within a locker room. The commander's defense sucks and it shouldn't. They have good players everywhere on the secondary and the D line, but they they can't get it going. They're always yelling at each other. Ron Rivera can't get it going. Jack Del Rio's storming the Capitol building. It's, and it's, this was last year, too. It's a bad defense. It doesn't have to be bad. All right. I'm to do a football show. We'll be back Thursday with the 29.4% Spectacular with my brother, Kirk. It's going to be a good show. Thanks for tuning in and a good night.